The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, you're locked into Wizard Radio. My name's Bina and you just listened to my latest single, Boundaries. So, welcome to the show, Bina. Thank you so much for coming on and letting Thanks us interview me. you today. How are you feeling? I'm alright. I'm okay. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, my name's Bina. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer from South London. Um, I've been doing music for about, I would say, two years now. And mm-hmm. I've got an EP and a handful of singles on major platforms. And I've also got visuals on my YouTube. Yeah, I would also just say, like, uh, my main intention with doing music is to kind of heal and uplift myself and others so yeah that's what I find music quite therapeutic that's yeah. so yeah. very nice yeah. that's really nice so you kind of mentioned that you're um a producer as well mm. you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so um in terms of production yeah. like I'm still like learning how to like make beats and stuff so I haven't really made beats I've made a few like soundscapes and stuff one of them is on my EP my daily EP mm-hmm. and um I record from home so I engineer all of my recording sessions and I mix um most of the releases that are out there I've mixed myself so uh what did I mix I mixed my entire EP and oh wow yeah um and I've mixed like of recent I've just been mixing stuff when it's in the demo phase and then sending it off to like other like mixing engineers and Mm. stuff but yeah generally I mix my stuff and like arrange the vocals and produce the vocals and stuff like that and also I'm learning how to play an instrument so I'm producing some songs that are like quite instrumental well we've seen 
we've seen on your Instagram that you've been playing the guitar as well. So you've got yeah. quite a lot in the bag, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning guitar. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make myself as much a what well, I think naturally. Obviously, I'm quite multidisciplinary. Like, yeah. So I'm trying to just hone all my different skills. Like I do visual arts as well. So yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Just I feel like there's a lot of um I feel like a lot of people kind of work in like groups at this moment in like music. I think it's really cool that you kind of have bought everything and you kind of know how to do because the thing is if I try and like I'm literally useless when it comes to stuff like this. Like I can't if if I learn how to like play guitar, I'll literally keep that on yeah. my name for the rest of my life and I'll be like I can play guitar but I can't do anything else. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think the reason why I really love the fact that I've learned how to do all these things is I still find collaboration important and I do a lot of it, obviously, mm-hmm. like, working with other musicians, working with other mixing engineers, yeah. like, um, visual directors and stuff like that. Um, but I just think having understanding of all those things just allows me to speak the same language as everybody else I'm working with. Yeah, so if I'm definitely. in studio with a mixing engineer, I'm like, okay, I want it to sound like this. I can articulate myself better. Yeah, no, I get so, that. I get yeah. that. That's it. Yeah. And so, how would you describe your sound? I would say my sound is um, alternative R and B. So it's okay. generally like quite mellow in feel, but like I've been experimenting with like different tempos, so like more upbeat stuff. Um, I recently did a song mm-hmm. with a producer called Changing Currents, um, mm-hmm. and his project just dropped as well. Um, and it was very like a summery summer anthem type of thing. So like yeah. overall, my sound is definitely alternative R and B. And then yeah. I experiment with different other. And songs. how do you think? Obviously, finding your sound is quite a big thing as like mm. a, a singer as well. Mm. How do you think you kind of navigated in through the genres? Let's say um, I had to go through like I had people that I find inspirational, but when I first mm. got my equipment, like I first got my home set up in like two thousand and seventeen. So like yeah, two and a half years ago. And I had to go through a process of just making different music. Like, obviously, it was all kind of very R&B adjacent. Um, but I had to experiment with different ideas. I had to allow myself to make songs that were really trash. I had to, yeah. like... Um, also, just, like, I used to do a lot of, like, performing at open mics and stuff. Um, oh, wow. In the beginning, yeah, to just test my music on the crowd and also just learn more about who I am as a performer who I am as an artist what felt authentic to me and what didn't because it's all well and good to sit in your room and listen to songs of yours but when you see other people interacting with them it kind of gives you an idea of it kind of lets you gauge like how it will be received by other people um so yeah I just yeah I just made stuff until I found something that felt natural to me and even then I wouldn't say I've arrived at one place like I know my overall sound I know I yeah I know my sound the sound I'm going for the sound that I've created for myself but there's still a lot of navigating and exploration that's happening for me right now yeah so definitely yeah it's like a growth thing isn't it yeah to like carry on going exactly it's exciting though (laughs) but um I want to learn a little bit more about like your open mic stuff Mm. what was that like like would you want to do that when obviously we're allowed out would you want Um, to do more of that so like yeah I've still been doing shows like in the beginning it was a lot of like open mics and stuff and it's uh, right now it's still like mostly like showcases where like I'm on the bill with like different artists and stuff Mm -hmm. I was meant to do a supporting gig so I was meant to open for a different for another artist who was having a headline show but obviously 
quarantine happened yeah and yeah cancelled that for us but i definitely i'm looking forward to lockdown like when lockdown's over like performing a lot more hopefully doing like Mm -hmm. supporting acts so and then eventually like opening for artists who are on tour and stuff doing really cool things like that yeah. your, own, um, your own shows have people opening for you yeah obviously like yeah i would definitely i'd love to do like my own headline shows obviously all in in due time like i think yeah, i'm still working on like i'm still working on growing as an artist so i'm not mm. rushing the process but i definitely love to do headline shows um open for other artists and stuff like i'm but I think in the beginning, like, the process of finding shows was really interesting because I used to just um, reach out to people, to platforms on Instagram and just be like, hey, I love what you're doing. Like, how can I get involved? Or I'd go to shows and see them and like them and mm-hmm. then ask how I can get put on the bill and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or even I would go to shows, they would have the 20-minute open mic segment at the beginning and I would go and, like, do a song or two. Um, and yeah it was it was really interesting it helped me build confidence as a performer and definitely it just kind of helped me understand how the live world works which is so, important especially if you're trying yeah. to like, like if you're trying yeah. to do music long term especially but um the way i found you was through caged bird when that came out oh, okay so oh, yeah. yeah so when obviously when i heard that that's quite like a like a powerful song mm. like quite like a, okay. i don't know the lyrics and like i, I think like the, mm. your voice came out as really like quite strong and powerful i think and then like, i listened to the rest of your music and obviously your ep and everything and it was all quite mellow mm. and like yeah. how do you go about your songwriting process like how does it work for you how does it work so um a lot of my in fact most of the songs that i write i freestyle Mm. Um, I think the only song that I ever wrote pen to paper that's out is is Summer Breeze. Really, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and even then there was a freestyle element to it. Like I was just making little voice notes and then writing down stuff. But generally, what I would do, like even with Cage Bird, the very very first draft of that song, I literally had the beat playing on my computer and I had my phone on voice memos, and I just sung the first thing that came to my head. And then mm-hmm. I listened and then I like left it for a week. And then I think I went back and I listened in headphones and just tried to figure out what I was actually saying. Yeah. And then I just like wrote it down in my notes, went and recorded it properly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like I think that song came from, if all of my songs come over from a very heartfelt place. But I think like just the way that the beat went, the way the production went kind of took me on that journey as well, where I needed to yeah. really kind of... Yeah. I would say in comparison to the rest of my other songs where I keep like I have very like mellow kind of yeah very mellow melodies Mm. um but yeah my process is generally really just me freestyling um yeah and I just like doing that because it allows me to not censor myself Mm. because I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is normally my truest emotion um obviously later i might go back in and make minor word choice tweaks but generally like the main idea comes from just a freestyle so yeah it's definitely like your process seems really like raw mm. like it's definitely coming from like a place inside you get what mm, i mean mm, it's mm. not like it's like oh let's chop it up and do this and do yeah. that that sort of comes after mm. it sounds like exactly but um in terms of like i really want to find out in terms of like um motivations and inspirations because if you're freestyling Mm. there's obviously a lot that you must be thinking about Mm. that maybe has inspired you or has motivated you to Mm. you know 
make a song yeah. so what would that be um so in terms of like what inspires the content it's definitely like my own personal life experiences mm. so mm-hmm. um that might be about like relationships that I've been in that might be about like any human interaction I've had that might be about how it's been to be raised in foster care like um a lot of it in fact all of it is from just my personal life experience and obviously I think over time I've got better at having a perspective and kind of knowing how to piece together what is going on in my head because obviously like Humble Abode came out um a year a year ago came out in April last year and um a lot of those songs I wrote them when I was like 17 18 and maybe one of them I wrote when I was like 19 Mm. um but obviously like as time has gone on different life experiences have come to pass and so like as you hear like with a lot of the newer music that I put out you can hear what's been going on in my life and that's always kind of I I think of it as like a yeah and sometimes I actually go to my literal journal for just to put a seed of a train of thought in my head and sometimes it's just Mm -hmm. something's just happened and I need to get it off my chest or I'm trying to process an emotion so that's normally what inspires the content yeah that sounds really like like an emotional venting not like an angry venting but Mm. you know what I mean yeah it's literally me uploading like a lot of the time yeah I feel like music is definitely like my safe haven so when there's complex when there's tough things going on for me even when there's good things going on but generally when there's tough things because I find it easy to express being bubbly and happy and stuff Mm. I think that's my natural disposition but like it's sometimes harder to be open and expressive about the more complex emotions um and so that those emotions and me processing those emotions comes out in my music um mm-hmm. so yeah and that's part of the reason why I find it so like therapeutic and so healing and obviously I think people can relate to a lot of the things that I'm talking about especially mm. of recent so yeah. yeah that's so important though like I'm quite like inspired by that in a way because I feel like yeah. obviously a lot of people when they're when they're creating music it comes from a like personal experience and stuff but I feel like the way that you you're able to just you know release emotions that you have and like basically like Lauren was saying emotional venting it's really mm. like it's it's quite important i think it's quite important to have an outlet like that especially when it's yeah. like quite creative and you can kind of release it to the world and everyone kind of see it rather than like keeping it in a mm. journal and keeping it to yourself all the time yeah yeah 100% and i feel like sometimes like releasing the music is is almost like you see these things where people write down their feelings or like what they're most afraid of and then they burn them it's like that's the final letting go process is when i actually mm-hmm. get to release it do you feel like there's a little bit of like vulnerability? There's a whole, whole lot yeah. of vulnerability, a whole lot. And at first, when I was realizing how much, how many raw nerves were getting touched when I was writing a lot of of mm-hmm. my songs, it was scary at first. Like even with boundaries, like I remember um, saying to my friend, like I remember I said to him, I was like, well, he he asked me what the song is about, and I was like, well, obviously you know what it's about, don't you? But like. Um, <laughs> I was I said to him like obviously I was I was scared for you to hear yeah. it because obviously it's quite close to home but like um I just realized and I said to him like I I realized I got to a point where I can't be I can't be afraid of what people are going to think about a song being about something that's very personal to me or being yeah. about a person 
because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day me being an artist my inspiration comes from my life experience so if you hear the song and you know it's about you or it's about something you know that has happened for me in my life you can't take that personally well you can if you want to but it's a waste of time because you're going to keep hearing yeah. more songs about personal things so yeah. like I just realised I have to fully let go and allow myself to be vulnerable. And that's when the most beautiful creations have, have come about anyway, is when I've allowed myself to be fully raw and honest and vulnerable. I feel like if more people, like, were open to being that vulnerable, I feel like music could just, like, take a massive turn and become, like, such an emotional thing for a lot of people. But I think I think yeah. a lot of people hold back in, like, showing emotion in their music because they feel like, you know, if I meet someone mm. who's listening and whatever and, like, they know that it's kind of like it's kind of like you're it's like writing a book about your life in a way yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's interesting like it's an interesting experience letting other people see that book as well because it's like you yeah it's writing a book about your life but also especially if you think of it as a very journal a journalistic way of things like it's like letting somebody read your diary and it's I wouldn't yeah. let somebody read my real life diary. That's mad. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, but I think you know what you said about um, you wish that a lot of more music was like, um, heartfelt. Do you feel like? Do you feel like it's not? Because it's like, I feel like people just choose to express express their emotions in different ways. Because I think, yeah, definitely. You know, some people some people might equate certain genres of music to being more emotional, but I think like, a lot more artists across every genre are just kind of being honest at least the, the artists that I consider good are those that allow themselves to be real in their yeah, music definitely. and whether being yeah. real is is being hype or gassed or whatever mm. or if it's if it's being you know really vulnerable and naked in your music then mm-hmm. yeah you know people express their emotions in different ways and like I appreciate a wide range of music for that reason obviously like people express their uh, their emotions through their music in, in very different ways but some people it literally might just be making like a like a club track where everyone can kind of vibe to it and whatever but for some people like you said yeah. it's a bit more you know emotional and vulnerable and naked like you said mm. but I just feel like um mm. there's obviously I mean there's always going to be music that just doesn't really mean anything to anyone yeah even, exactly. even to the artist yeah. themselves but I just I just think that maybe maybe this is just because this is what I'm seeing at my age but um, mm. I feel like right now there's a lot of music where people are making music for the wrong reasons and like they mm. kind of just go studio with like all of their friends and like they just create a track that people mm. are gonna like it for like like a few months and it doesn't really mean anything to them but they might also be withholding mm. a lot of stuff from that yeah creative process. I think yeah I think it's easy to get frustrated especially as somebody who finds music like quite healing and therapeutic yeah. mm. I think it's really mm. easy to get frustrated at other people making music for different reasons but I don't I don't get into that that um train of thought purely because I'm like I don't know what led somebody to you know go to the studio in AA with their bros like it eats to their own do you know what I mean yeah cool. and it's also like and it's also like that might be their outlet they might be doing something they might have felt like that is bringing them something that a life without music might not bring and I think like yeah yeah and as you said like every type of expression within music has its place the Mm. only thing I the only thing that I would say frustrates me a little bit sometimes when I listen to some music is when people are um they're they're writing with their listener in mind rather than just writing to try and get their 
their point across do you know yeah, what i mean like definitely. you know somebody's yeah. like oh yeah i'm gonna set out and write a song about a sweet girl i saw her in the street do you know what i mean like some some <laughs> mm-hmm. some guy might come and say yeah i just write about a sweet girl on the street yeah cool but it's like <laughs> are you actually writing about your experience or are you writing cliches and like are you writing cliches that you think people want to hear because you yeah. can hear the difference and i think one thing i would say regardless of whether you want to write songs where you're aa with your bros or whether you want to write songs that are deeply emotional to you as long as you're being authentic i can't mm-hmm. fault you for that yeah that's, yeah. that's why like yeah. i said to each their own like to some yeah. people yeah. literally just the experience of being in the studio with their bros and whatever that's that's literally what music mm. is to them and that's why they do it mm. and that's like a valid enough mm. reason to do it in the first place but Sometimes I feel yeah. like you can kind of tell when when a when a song was made without any substance behind it. But yeah, I mean, people like it. People like it, and if they enjoyed making it, then yeah, that's that. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. As long as as long as you're being authentic, I think you can mm-hmm. make whatever the hell you want. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm not the gatekeeper mm. of what's good music and what's not because yeah. some of the music that I listen to, people other people might find trash and vice versa. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the music that you listen to. Mm. Um, let's just see like quick fire some artists that are up there for you. Alright, cool. Top. Obviously, Erica Badu, mm. the mother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Erica Badu, IMDb. Um, there's a band called Moonchild that I really like. Um, who else? I have to go and look at my Spotify now quickly and see what I listen to. Um, I've been listening because I realised there was a point where I was listening to a lot of artists that were not from the UK and just only listening to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then I made like a playlist on Spotify, not only so I could put other people onto other UK artists, but so I could put myself onto really good UK yeah. artists. Um, right now, I love this artist called Odunzi the Engine. Amazing. Um, oh my gosh, yes. He's so sick. His EP. <laughs> and then and then everybody from that whole Alte scene is just wavy, like Amarai, Santi, yeah, Odunzi yeah. the Engine, oh, Taiwan. Like, all like, of them. Um, I feel like that genre of music is, is up and coming, I think. Yeah, it's been I love it. And, and it I needs like I re- probably gonna like jump onto it soon. And I'm so yeah, worried about people... it. Like I shouldn't be, I, I should be happy for about it, but also I just don't want <laughs> we it to be like, something like where it just comes and then it goes after a while and people just forget about it yeah i want i want it to get a massive platform i don't think we can be stingy with the music with good music yeah but i just hope it's around to stick it sticks around because it's amazing yeah i love it but um aside from them also frank ocean of course um who else do i really like right now i'll I'll give you two more um scissor and oh yes solange beautiful yeah those are my i think those are like my favorite artists right now yeah i had to think about i I had to think about the artists that if somebody was to get me their their vinyl as a gift that i would actually want it and buy a vinyl player so i could listen to them yeah that's a good way to think that's actually quite a smart way to think about it yeah but um let's just i want to obviously you made yourself a playlist and for others as well Mm. of uk music Mm. did like what do you think about like the underground scene and are there any underground artists that you think are like yeah yeah i think i think i think the underground scene underground's an interesting word that's a separate conversation yeah but i think like i think the underground scene is such is so rich with like 
so many amazing artists mm, and yeah. i also think like the underground scene has different like tiers because at what point do you stop considering an artist up and coming yeah do you know what i mean mm. um yeah i get what you mean but i think there's a lot of there's a lot of independent artists out there there's a lot of artists that don't actually have much machine behind them that are doing really amazing things um examples i can think of are kish um denzel himself mm-hmm. uh kia blue um who else lewis culture mm. um oogie there's bare artists from the uk that are really like like doing amazing things and like most of the artists that i've picked i like because they've like made a sound for themselves like they're yeah. car- they're carving yeah. their own lane like they're just doing their thing like yeah there's so many of them and i had to make a playlist to give them their flowers you know what i'm saying because yeah. it's like yeah yeah, I didn't realise how many there were until I went and looked for myself. Yeah, literally, um, that's, that's, and that's how it works yeah. with the underground scene. It's kind of like, it's like a thing where you'll find one person, like, just randomly, and then that, that'll put you onto so many more artists. And I think, I think that's just really cool, because then you find out that all these people are probably, like, they either know each other or they've worked with each other, and you just discover all these new sounds. And like, like you said, like, the way that they create their own sounds, it's so sick, mm. but it's also a thing where, like, do you think that putting people under the kind of umbrella of like underground music do you think that impacts the way that their career works in the future um i think that the word underground as i said to um to lauren before like i think that it was uh, that is an interesting word to use i i like the word i don't like to be pedantic with words so it's like use whatever words you want but i like the word up and coming more because it implies the direction that i want me and my fellow up and coming artists to go which is Mm -hmm. up on a platform exposed to the world sharing their art and kind of impacting loads of people yeah for like underground gives it a kind of it it gives it a, a level of it gives it a ceiling first of all and it also i think amongst some underground artists there's a level of like um like um high horse mentality where it's like all these mainstream artists think they're so good because they got 100 million streams and it's like no no i I do you know what i mean and i just think like obviously the mainstream scene is what it is it serves its purpose the up-and-coming scene is what it is and i just really hope that all the artists and the raw talent that they have in the under the only difference between up and coming and like mainstream artists i would say is the machine because there's so many underground or up and coming artists that are making amazing music and Mm -hmm. they might not have like they might they might be quite early on in their journey so they might still be trying to lay low so they can work on their craft and then try and reach more people um i completely get what you mean mean? like i think that's like the main thing about our show it's like to bring exposure so we kind of get rid of that ceiling Mm. like even when we started out I didn't even know that much about this scene I was like I don't even know who Kish is who Mm. this person is who that person is and Mm. it's only through like exposing myself to it and learning about all these artists and getting to know their music their sound I'm like do you know what I feel like other people should Mm. and that's why I feel like I completely get what you mean about like the ceiling and stuff because it is like yeah, that's like the it's point. It's kind of like, at what, at what point are you not underground anymore? Like, when is that, when is yeah. that? I don't know. It's kind of difficult because then one thing about the term underground as well is that it gives it a kind of, like, it's like, it makes... I think sometimes it can make it quite clicky as well. 
yeah so that's like, what yeah, that's like the word i was looking for elitist yes yeah. very like cliquey yeah. elitist like you know you can only be part of it if you're on this wave and that's why i'm like obviously sometimes sometimes people want for there to be a clique or a community but i generally feel like you should i don't feel like you should be stingy with good music so mm, exactly. if you're making good music or you know people who are making good music share it with your friends share it with your family yeah and yeah because there's a lot of people that be like oh my god yeah i back this artist oh yeah being is so sick and you listen to it in the choir of your room but you don't want to you'll never share it yeah shout uh, about, shout it. about yeah. it yeah do you know what i mean like tell your friends if you if you like music like the same vim that you give to artists that are already like established and it might be maybe if you're honest with yourself you might not think that your friend's music is good enough yet to share with your friends but you believe in them so you're listening like i'm not gonna do you know what i mean like sometimes you have to really sit down and actually deep it like why why are people sharing your music and why are they not and at what times do they do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah i think everyone should just put each other onto good music if they think it's good yeah yeah Literally, like, we had this conversation with Trezor as well, and I feel mm. like in previous shows where we were, like, the same, like, oh, yeah, you know, Future, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know, Migos, whoever you listen yeah. to. I'm yeah. just, like, give that same stuff to, like, your friends who are making music, yeah. the other people exactly. who you know of, even if it's just on, like, social media, do you get what I mean? Exactly. Like, I would yeah. now share, if you was to release your EP or whatever, I would share yeah. that around, because it's, like, do you get yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. each other out. Exactly. Help each other um, out. Help each other out, and also just, like, support good music, regardless of who it's coming from. Like, yeah. I think a lot of even people wait for there to like, be a... If you like it, share it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people wait for there to be a buzz before they share stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and mm. I think, obviously, everybody should support their friends. But also, just... It doesn't matter if they were your friends or not. There's people who I don't know from anywhere. And I will comment with yeah. chest under your Instagram because I love your music. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's all right to show fan behavior for people who are making good I art. I think people like, are so scared of that. People are so scared of looking like fans and looking like... Especially like, in London. Big culture and this stuff. And I just yeah. feel like, like it's just really not that deep. <laughs> Especially in London. Yeah. Like, I feel like people are so stush. Like, mm. people are like, oh, yeah. Like, you'll go to a show and you'll be performing and people will watch and, like, just look at you, stare. And they'll clap at the end, obviously. And they will swear they were having the time of their lives, but they're not, like, you yeah, know, they're trying to get energy, people engaged. Like. And they're not... But give yeah. me energy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> give me energy. Um, and, yeah, it's the same with people just, you know, sharing music that they love. Like, don't be afraid to look like a beg. Like, you're just putting people onto good, onto good music, onto good I think art, as soon as I told myself that, like as soon as I told music. myself, like, it's really not that deep if this person just thinks you're just some fan. Like, it, doesn't, it really doesn't yeah. matter. I think as soon as I t- was able to tell myself that it's just not a big deal... Um, yeah. I, I just opened up so much for myself. I felt like I was just able to support people like unconditionally and like all like with their mm. music and everything. And that whole yeah, yeah. Without yeah. thinking like, oh, people are gonna think this and people are gonna think that. No, who cares? Yeah, and even on a career level, like we as artists are obviously we're still artists without fans or with fans, but we're not artists who are have a career out of it if there aren't mm. people showing mm-hmm. love to our music. Exactly. So I would never be looking at... If somebody was to message me and, oh, my God, I love your music, da, 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 like, show me the most love, yeah, I'm not going to be looking at them weird, like, oh, why are you being such a fan? Like, I'm going to appreciate you, you because... Uh, yeah, <laughs> if it's one person, if it's 100 people messaging me, all of them get appreciated because yeah. I am not. I don't have a career without people. Yeah, Do you know exactly. what I mean? 
So yeah. And talking about like appreciation and stuff, yeah. I want to like move into the industry. Yeah. And how the industry kind of does that, if mm. it does at all. Mm. So obviously, there's people online like fans, let's say, who would message you, DM you, whatever. Mm. How do you think the industry as a whole sort of pushes you up? Let's I don't know. Like, what puts you on a pedestal? Or... Yeah. Um, I was, I was, and me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, I'm an independent artist. Um, mm-hmm. but I would say that obviously, having like networking and having people that I know has helped me a lot to get mm-hmm. to the next step in my career. Mm. Um, so whether that's magazines, whether that's blogs, whether that's playlists, like posting stuff about my music yeah it's all helped me to gather more of a following more of a fan base you know um and so like yeah i would say the main the main thing that's been helping me right now is the is the blogs the playlists obviously just people in general sharing my music people i know people i don't know like just word of mouth um platforms that make live events help a lot as well because people are coming out and finding out about me Mm. um Wow. Also, just like um, just like music funds and music like hubs for creative artists, uh, you know, Definitely. like studio spaces. There's yeah. so many things, and especially in London, it's so easy to just get started purely because you want to. You don't really have to mm-hmm. wait for anybody to give you the green light. You don't have to wait for a label to be involved before you start making music. But I do think, like, obviously, record labels have their place, and mm. and or or anywhere anywhere that is kind of giving like money or platform or networks they they really help artists to reach the next level Mm. so yeah yeah Yeah, definitely i think Mm. stuff like labels and everything i think labels and um even like managers and stuff like that i think they're all quite Mm. important but at the same time i feel like it all kind of starts from like your social circles and like people mm-hmm, who just yeah. people who just find your music randomly on a random playlist like i don't know it's mm-hmm, quite mm-hmm, i mean i feel mm-hmm. like because people always like to make it one thing but i think there are so many factors to what can push your career and, so many factors yeah. and i could list forever everything that has got me to the point where i am now and obviously there's still more steps to climb yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I definitely have to look at where I was when I started in twenty seventeen, and obviously a lot of it is self reflection as well. Like I'm not obviously there's so many people that I need to be that I am truly grateful for and how the part they've played in taking my career to the next level. But obviously mm-hmm. I have to have an idea. I have to have something I stand for because otherwise I just can fall for anything and just be taken wherever the wind takes me. I have to really think, and and I've had to really think, even just kind of like how I present myself and the mm-hmm. the type of music that I that I make, it's yeah. definitely come from just a lot of introspection. But in terms of, yeah, getting it to that next level, it's, it's things like this, you know, interviews with you guys, radio station, like just people showing appreciation for that. And, for and interest as well, like... And interest, genuine interest. Because you could listen to the yeah. music, but if you're never going to kind of go further and share it and show interest and appreciate mm. and whatever publicly i feel like i don't know it's just it's a weird one but yeah I hear yeah you. yeah I agree as like as like a, a obviously a woman in the industry yeah mm. um i've spoken to a lot of 
um, women who do, like you said, alternative R&B or even just like rappers who are women mm. or producers mm. or whatever. And I feel like whenever we talk about their career, they always seem mm. to kind of have this... Not It's not a negative mindset it's, or pessimistic, but it's a thing where they kind of expect to go through a lot before they reach where they want to be, just mm. obviously because mm. they're women. They mm. kind of expect all these like obstacles and like hurdles or anything. Do you think that you've kind of prepared yourself for anything like that in the future? Um, I've prepared myself to have my eyes open. I think that at this place where I'm at now, I have to, I have to prime myself to be quite strong. But I don't even think that's necessarily because I'm a woman. I just think that that's the nature of the entertainment business. Is mm-hmm. that you're gonna have like it's not just gonna be all fluffy cushions and hugs and stuff and red carpets and roadies that are gonna get you specific snacks like i think that um there's obviously a lot of um there's a lot of um hard work that you have to do or even if you're not working necessarily hard you have to work with smart like work smart and be intelligent Yeah. yeah um and definitely just kind of you you have to have a a foundation of ideas of what you want to achieve. And this is this goes back to my whole thing of like standing for something otherwise you're just gonna fall for absolutely anything. Mm. Um mm-hmm. and obviously like it's competitive but as is as are most um careers that um can lead to a high level of success. Um so yeah, like I'm I don't feel like I've had to I don't feel like I've had any big 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 problems having like being being a woman in in the industry really mm. um but obviously i'm still quite early on in my in my journey so yeah. i i i do mm-hmm. have my eyes open and i'm kind of just like yeah just kind do of do you think as as being like a black woman as well do you mm. feel like you have to be a little bit more cautious as you're um, navigating the industry i feel like you have a lot more responsibilities that you may not feel a lot more responsibilities a lot more pressures that you may not feel that you would have if you were not a black woman i think that um for example with everything that's going on right now with like black the black lives matter movement as soon as something like that happens everybody's looking to the artists of color to see what they have to say um and every artist that is up and coming is looking to artists black artists or people of color who are creatives who are in positions where they aspire to be and thinking hmm what 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 are they doing? What did they post? What did they mm. say? Am I right for how I've responded or am I not? So there's definitely pressure to... You definitely double up as an activist automatically when you're mm. a black yeah. artist. Um, and you were speaking about it earlier as well, mm. about someone messaging you about what you've done. Mm. Yeah. On like social media. Yeah, and it's just like... It was an interesting experience because it's like I've never had that happen. And Black Lives Matter has been a thing for god knows how long um but it's only and i wouldn't even i'm not even like established like that like i wouldn't even consider myself bait do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but like i obviously she was like to me you know you've got you've got a platform why haven't you done and i'm like of it's easy as i said to you before this conversation properly started it's very easy to sit on a high horse but what i think Mm -hmm. people need to remember and understand is that everybody's forms of activism take shape in different ways. And as long as we're all pushing forward and applying pressure, then um, change will 
hopefully happen but I also have a kind of I am slightly frustrated because I know that the gatekeepers of change it takes a mindset change for them as well it's all well and good for us to all come together but unfortunately there's not that many black people that are you know supreme court judges and police like at the top of the police ranks and you know there's a lot of white people holding the keys to change right now Mm. and Mm -hmm. so obviously we all need to show solidarity because if we're scattered that's exactly what they want Yeah. yeah and do you think obviously we spoke about how mindset is hopefully one of the things that will incite change mm. do you think maybe generational like educating the next generation in a better way would hopefully i think so but i actually help. think that the i think that the next generation is actually quite aware and quite well versed yeah, and naturally yeah, being exposed to social media and being exposed to the news at your fingertips like most people get those little mm-hmm. apple news flashes in their phone so you hear things or if you don't you see it on twitter like i think people are a lot more aware than they may have been 50 years ago where you know it takes word of mouth like there's a lot more autonomy in how you access your information which is why i think there's absolutely no excuse to be ignorant about things and which is why i still get a bit frustrated that in this big 2020 where the same google the same instagram the same twitter that we all have I'm still having to explain to people why to, why it's important for black people to have the same rights and access that everybody else has. But, you know. Yeah, and even when you were speaking earlier about, like, having the responsibility and automatically being, like, a black woman in music, you're just mm. an activist, mm. it's almost as if, like, people automatically turn to you to be like, oh, well, educate me about this, tell yeah. me more about this. Mm. I think it's, and, it's frustrating because... yeah. It, leaves room for people to be lazy because they automatically think oh well she's mm-hmm. black she must have all day to talk to you about why black lives matter and i'm yes. like are you like well why why is that even still it and i'm not saying we shouldn't have the conversations because unfortunately we still have to have them but it doesn't make it any less frustrating that it's still yeah. a conversation that has to be had with so much starting of the basics like mm-hmm. do you know what i mean that like just starting from level zero yeah all the time and as you said earlier with every single time this happens it's back to ground zero it's like Mm -hmm. i don't understand why why it's still something that has to still be explained Mm. yeah but i really liked earlier when we spoke about it as well Mm. how you were like you want to sort of educate and raise awareness and support Mm. in a positive light so Mm. obviously you weren't sharing some of the graphic images Mm. and stuff Mm. but you was instead being more positive about it Mm. and I do personally feel like obviously it is a dark time at the minute it is really a a difficult time Mm. but moving forward I feel like that's probably the best approach yes I I definitely I think that the most important thing is for people to really just think for themselves and do the Mm -hmm. activism that they think is going to incite the most change in 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 their own spirits I really don't agree with i i don't agree with performative activism and i'm not saying that there's certain actions that equal performative activism because what might be an honest like attempt at change for one person might seem performative for another like for example as i said to you if i was to post a black screen i didn't feel like that was the way that i wanted to try and like make a difference so if i was to do it because Mm -hmm. everybody else was doing it i'd be jumping on the bandwagon that would be fake that would be performative that would be virtue signaling for me Mm. do you know what i'm saying so it's like and I also just believe like as you said we're already in a dark period I don't feel like I need to now 
um dwell in the trauma that is already a part of black consciousness or just the consciousness of the overall world i don't think it's mm-hmm. i don't think it's not easy for us to be seeing these graphic images circulating and i think a lot of people think that just because i didn't post a video of you know george floyd rip like his his neck being stepped on that i'm sitting in my room jumping for joy no hell no like i'm literally like i posted on my story these are the things that you as non-black people can do to help us to raise awareness because i'm not ignorant to the issue and a lot of black people are not ignorant to the issue because they live being black every day do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Obviously, I'm not saying that there aren't any ignorant black people. There are. Um, and I'm not saying that there aren't any educated non-black people. There are. But it's everybody who knows better should do better. Do you know what I'm saying? Do better, yeah. And I also just think, as I said before, no one should be sitting on a high horse. Because even though I said the whole thing about like performative activism, one thing that I can say is I really rate the solidarity that has been taking place in the black community. But I just think Mm -hmm. that there's too many people trying to police one another on how they exercise their activism and everybody should just do what they think is... Everybody should do something and keep it pushing. And just as long as we're all moving forward, then change will happen, in my opinion. Very powerful. I agree. I completely agree. Mm. So I have a friend who lives in, like, near Bristol and her Mm. town is, like, majority white. Like, she Mm. said in, in her school there was probably one one mixed race girl so Mm. i think one thing that i've I've noticed is that people who went to these schools and live in these areas and whatever they don't have the conversations between themselves they just post whatever Mm. they can on their stories and on their instagrams and twitter whatever but they don't actually have the conversations between themselves and i feel like because but i don't know why but because i live in uh, in london she thinks that like i'm gonna have all the answers I don't know. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of... Yeah, what the um, hell? You're actually, like, you, you're actually, like, not absolved of of your ignorance because you don't yeah. live in an area. As I said, the That's same I mean. Google, the same Instagram that we have, yeah, the same Twitter, the same newspapers, if they care to ever post them, yeah, the same, mm. like, online news that I have and that you have and that Lauren has everybody has access to you have a phone do you know what i mean and mm-hmm. you don't need to be writing and exactly. if you end up being like uh, unaware of something there's people out there that will educate you and that's why i'm saying that we who know stuff need to create an open environment where people who are ignorant or uneducated about the situation can actually come and be educated rather than being scared that they're going to get shot down for not knowing nobody's saying this is the thing as well and i think that's why there's a lot of fear from people who are not black about the term activism because they always think it means shouting and writing poetic speeches about about change and stuff and saying prophetic things but no it is literally as simple as oh um so what what do you think about did you hear about that george floyd thing that happened no what happened oh tell me oh my god like I didn't even know these things were still happening in 2020. Well, yes, they are. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. it either, but it's still happening. This is what we can do to help. Like, do you know what I mean? It's even actually just not... To, like, as, as, like, a white person, even just talking to your parents mm. and your family. Exactly, because there's some, there's some generations that are inherently racist and yeah. that still... And there's some people that flinch at the word racist being used towards them because yeah. they don't want to feel demonised for it. But it's like, yeah. you know, that's the fact of the matter. If you still fear black people yep 
you're racist and this is how I can tell you about how to not be that way or help you understand why black people there's nothing to be scared of do you know what I mean yeah like as you said talking to your parents and this is what I said on my story and um I, I literally said that the like white people or people that are not from like ethnic backgrounds the best thing you can do is and even if you are from ethnic black backgrounds because there are some people that are of ethnic minorities that still are, are like racist towards black people mm-hmm. or are like very much like wrapped up in their own personal experience and i just think the best thing you can do is educate your friends and family because there's some people that genuinely don't know just talk don't to them know. have the conversations yeah. with them don't ostracize them don't like shoot them down for not knowing because if they don't know and they're trying to understand that's what you want yeah you know but yeah i I do find it interesting that people fear the think of the word activism and think you know shouting and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. that might not be your form of activism as you said your form of activism might be talking to your parents like yeah yeah do whatever's going to move us forward yeah essentially just whatever whatever you think is making any sort of slight change like that's literally it because that it's literally in this it's in the name you're just acting towards what you think is going to make a change in the future like it's just mm. being active on the things that you that you speak on is practicing what you preach and i don't know mm. yeah 100 um did you see what um i think it was apple music who did it yesterday mm-hmm. where they just played black artists like music for black artists oh yeah i saw that i also um i don't actually have apple music but i they did a similar thing on spotify like they made playlists to like um you know motivate the people who are protesting or like make playlists with like inspirational black artists and stuff which i thought was Mm -hmm. which i thought was really good i still need to actually to be honest sit down and process how i really feel about about uh, everything yeah. Um, because mm. I feel like I've been rushed to make a decision about where I stand purely because yeah, and if I, if I, I, I wouldn't say I, I feel like there's been pressure but I haven't given into it I posted at a time when I felt was appropriate I found out about the thing mm-hmm. I probably didn't post until like two days later on Blackout Tuesday I didn't post my Black Square because I had my reasons um, but um, the Black the black um, artist playlist I thought was a really cool thing because obviously a lot of the music that is on Spotify, Apple Music, these DSPs is being posted by black artists. And if it's not, it's yeah. being posted by artists that are inspired by black culture. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and black, black music. And so it was nice to see that they were appreciating us. I think the next step would be to, you know, do, dismantle some of the politics when it comes to um, artists who, like, even when you think about things like... Um, the, the Marvin Gaye lawsuits that have been happening and mm-hmm. and there's, there's a lot of black artists in the past whose music like has been either covered by white artists and then they haven't been paid or credited um mm-hmm. and stuff like that um I just think yeah the, the, the next thing to do is just make sure there's equal opportunities for every person in the music yeah. industry to just show and express their art without kind of being shadow banned and, and also, you know, I think um, one thing about the music industry is kind of the one one step that needs to be taken in the music industry is not pushing music by black artists into these like playlists and then everything else is just really accessible like everywhere else. Because I feel like on Spotify, one thing that I noticed before is that music by black artists, no matter the genre, would be put into like an urban R&B. Yep. playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's true. And people automatically think that like, hey, there's black music that can be pop, you know? Mm. 
Mm. And it's also mm. like, and I think you're very, very right in saying that a lot of the time there's black artists that <laughs> they don't make R and B music, but they're being pushed into the black, no, into the sorry, the urban or the R and B category mm-hmm. because because they're black. I literally wrote a whole, especially like in award ceremonies and stuff, mm. about how it's like artists, black artists will be pushed into like R and B when, let's say like Tyler the Creator or something. Mm. Some of his songs you could put under pop, mm. but it would just never. Yeah. He's R and B. Yeah. Like. Mm. Yeah. Or even like, there's a very like rock adjacent um pieces that he's done on mm-hmm. some of his mm. on some of his projects. Um, but also like even there's been things about artists who are not R and B that are being put into R and B categories because yes, their music is being inspired by R and B. But then it's like, how 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 are you as an R and B artist or or an urban quote unquote artist? <laughs> now competing with mm. artists that are also being thrown into the pop category like it doesn't yeah. make any sense but i just think yeah we need to give every we need to give black artists and pop no sorry urban artists the same platform that you give to these pop artists or to these artists that yeah. are not put into these urban categories like there doesn't need to be we don't need any more echo chambers we don't just need black artists yeah. black artists being listened to by black people because mm. or 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 like Black artists being listened to by non-black people, but not actually being given mm-hmm. the same appreciation as some of their non- yeah. un- non-black like counterparts. Because it's really so, easy. Well, I think simply put, it's just like capital and capital extra. Oh yeah, those are the two that I think yeah about. yeah it's true it's facts it's All actually facts. How have you got a separate station for urban music? Why are you not playing urban music mm-hmm. on capital? Because oh, these tastemakers exactly. actually have the power to make urban music mainstream. They want to. It's so easy to like. It's so easy for these platforms to kind of they they've all kind of posted like, oh, we stand with like our um like all the black artists that we play on our stations or even just like even clothing brands whatever. But then as soon as mm. this whole thing like blows over because it never really does mm. blow over, um, mm. it, they it kind of just goes back to normal scheduling like normal. Mm, show me yeah. how. Even for example, like I saw Pretty Little Thing posted their little like black square. But I'm like, where where are your black models though? Like, they have a couple black models there, but obviously that's a whole separate conversation. But I'm just like, a whole separate conversation. Uh, listen, there's so much to discuss. But like, I just think as um as Laurel said, like everybody, these two, everybody who are like tastemakers and gatekeepers of like just culture by and large, needs to give black people or yeah needs to give black people the platform, but also like black people need to support the black platforms that exist as well because we can't always just yeah. be asking people for permission please accept us please accept us like we, there's other black people trying to do things and we as black people need to and and people who are not black as well just need to support the, the businesses that are cropping up that are owned by black people yeah so we've been we've been chatting for like an hour now um yeah we have what do you what are like the, the obviously it's, it's kind of a um like a general question but what do you think is next for you maybe not just in like your music but just how do you want to take your career further or do you do you like the pace that you're going at right now um i would like to i would like to continue to develop my music so that it gets better and better and better i'm always my own biggest competition mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i would like my music to reach more people of course um 
to the point where I can just do music full time and not have to worry about oh I need to keep a day job so I can eat like obviously I would love to make music like my main like my only like my main thing do you know what I mean yeah. like it is my main yeah. thing this is what I do every day and in every free time I have I'm using it to do music but mm. do you know what I mean like make it my main career um Mm -hmm. and yeah I would just like to continue to break more and more boundaries with my creativity and And another thing just a last question yeah obviously we've learned so much about you in this hour yeah I think you're an extremely inspirational person you've kind of educated those maybe some of our listeners who weren't as let's say clued up Mm. on the Black Lives Matter movement on the industry as a whole the music industry yeah. what advice would you give to other upcoming artists upcoming singers um i would just say be true and honest to yourself and just do mm-hmm. it like as i said there's so many resources at our fingertips that you don't actually have to be waiting for anybody except your own fear to get out of the way so just yeah be yourself and just do what you need to do and it's it's so good that there's an underground scene or up and coming scene where you can make those mistakes and you can transform and be reborn as an artist many many times over so just do what feels right right now and you can always change your mind later if you need to yeah um but ultimately yeah just be real because people can smell when you're not when you're being fake to be honest smell basically just some genuine behavior from a mile away thank you so much for coming on the show and for just really informing us and having this conversation with us and Mm. teaching us a little bit more about you about your creative process about you as an artist as well it has really been a pleasure so thank you yeah thank you for having me um can i say where people can um like find my music yes of course of course um yeah so i'm on all major platforms you can find me on spotify apple music these are Tidal, all that great stuff. Uh, it's Bina, B-I-N-A, with a full stop at the end. My latest single, Boundaries, just dropped, so you can stream that everywhere. And you can also find me on Twitter at IamBinaOfficial, and you can find me on Instagram at BinaOfficial. And I also have YouTube as well. Just search mm-hmm. Bina, Humble yeah. Abode, it should all be there. Yeah. Do you want to you introduce Scar- Stargazing for us? Yes. So, uh, Stargazing is the final track on my EP, Humble Abode, which is out on all major platforms. And yeah, we're going to play this song to mellow you out. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.